For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. This is the Cardinal, Cardinal specific, Cardinal centric show. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Javon J. Love Adams, and alongside the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He is former professional baseball player, former professional football player, played for the XFL, played uh, NFL Europe, also played professional football in the NFL, the National Football League. And so he played on the Redskins. Goodness gracious, the Redskins, the Eagles, the Lions, uh, the and of course he played all for the Atlanta Falcons. We well, see. First off, happy holidays, everybody. But yeah. we're gonna have to do this differently next year. We're wrapping up next week, but yeah. every week we come on and you tout all my. He was with the. the I got to get my script for you too, man. You man, accomplished just, yourself. Man, so. I'm just over here sitting next to Michael man. Microphone, <laughs> <laughs> man. So yeah, so this next week we'll wrap up the regular season, and we will still have shows throughout the uh, the off season and the playoffs. the The schedule might be a little more random, so to speak, but you'll hear from us uh, at the very least every other week, something along those lines. But yeah, just because the games go away doesn't mean. The, all the off-season topics, and especially with what we're going to be trying to do here and build here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, who might be, be here, who might not be here. Indeed. Uh, those things can happen at the drop of a hat, so we'll make sure we stay on top of all that stuff for everybody. Most definitely, most definitely. Maybe even have some other guests. We've had uh, our man Casual E. Earl Burnett from uh, Casual Sports Radio Network in uh Couple well, once when you when in your stead one time, and so yeah. we'll probably have other guests on as well. So we'll we'll do our due diligence. But speaking of doing their due diligence, the Cardinals, what's the deal? It must be something in the water. I don't know what it is, something. But we're coming off of consecutive wins. The Cardinals actually went into they went to Seattle, they went to Century League Field, and they came out with the victory. What we do is we recap the the previous week's game, and then based off of those game that game, there's some topics that come up as you can imagine. So we go into those a little bit. So then, and then we're going to look ahead to the final game of the season. So I want um, easy to talk about. Of course, we're going to recap the game, but the defense that seemed to be a little bit of a storyline. Uh, so I want to talk about the defense stepping up. Maybe are they rounding in the form? Question mark. Murray he was injured in the fourth quarter. And so the backup quarterback Hundley had to had to step in, and he did a he did a great job. And then the one of the things that Cliff Kingsbury said at the beginning or coming out of that bye week was that the last five games he wanted to treat them as a mini season, a new season. And so, do you have a better feeling about them? Because in that mini season, they're two and two. And so this would be that the the one that kind of kind of put them over that 500 hump. And then we want to look ahead to the Los Angeles Rams. And, and you had mentioned uh, offline about your your you know what it's like to be where the Rams are. Unfortunately, in this case, because the Rams are out of the playoffs. So in, in essence, they're not playing for anything, or are they? And we'll get into that definitely when we when we talk about that. But first off, man, 
I, I was wrong. I don't mind saying when I'm wrong, when I'm wrong, it's all good. I thought the Cardinals were going to go in there. They were going to lose by at least 10. They ended up winning by 14 points. Yeah. It, and and the, the Seahawks had something to play for easy. So what were your thoughts on this game? This was the, one of the biggest surprises for me all throughout the season, meaning in total. Uh, you know, I guess we could go back to another game when Falcons went in and beat the Saints at home. Right. Kind of same scenario. This is so late in the season that I just did not think that this game would catch the Seahawks slipping, and it did. And quite honestly, this was probably the best I've seen them play all year. And against a, a, a really good opponent. Against a great opponent. Yes. You know what I mean? You're bordering on great opponent who at the time owned the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. And we, you, we talked about that last week, what the what the Seahawks just gave up. Now, the good thing for the Seahawks is they have a chance to redeem if they beat uh, the, uh, the 49ers, 49ers coming up. They right. regain that. But like I said, you'd like to not be in that position. But uh, for me, the Cardinals, man, came out inspired. And, I, you know, watching that game, there were a couple times, like even only because, you know, we talked about it all through the season, on from a defensive standpoint, you know, guys are out there making plays occasionally, but it's still – Looked like it, they lacked some fire. They, you know, they were there, but they weren't there. Man, for whatever reason, they came out from the first whistle and they were hitting. And I saw dudes that, you know, after making great plays, there's a lot of enthusiasm. There was a lot of, I guess, just like coming together. I don't know what it was. The, the sad part, and I guess you can't be greedy because it's like, what if they play like this all through the season, inspired right. like this? And right. sometimes. Would, a, would an organization like the Falcons, or like the, I'm saying Falcons because I'm leading that way, like the Cardinals coming together, you know, with new head coach, new uh, starting rookie quarterback, it takes a while for everything to gel. And I kind of, ref- I go back to my days with the Falcons, my first season in 97, Coach Reeves took over, you know, an old running shoot offense, bunch of ragtags, brought us all together. In that first eight games of the season, we were one and seven. Mm-hmm. And then we finished off six and two. What the Cardinals are kind—they're of, kind of reminding me of what we built in eighty and ninety-seven, to which bled into ninety-eight, which was our Super Bowl run. And I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to the Super Bowl next year, but what I'm saying is they played this late in the season about about as inspired a game and you know coming together, and that's a great sign because you know I ask this to anybody watching and everybody been following the Cardinals. All year, do you know how easy it would have been to go up there to Seattle, right? Fall down early, or just things didn't bounce your way in the first ten to fifteen minutes, and just pack it in and just call it a day. That would have been so easy to do, but they went up there and not only played for sixty minutes, but made the Seattle look like they had no, no, like what we've been watching from Seattle all year has been a team that's stayed, you know, kept people around, but they found ways to win those games. Yeah. They had no answer, zero answer for the Cardinals on Sunday. What was interesting, a couple of things. One, we had, who do we have? Uh, you spoke to him last week, but we also had him on our, on Easy Sports Talk. Brandon, Brandon Schultz Brandon from Schultz. the SB Nation. And he was a little concerned about yeah. that because one of the things that I asked him about it, I mean, it's, anybody can do the research and find it, is the, the, it's the disparity, the point disparity mm-hmm. when you look at the, the, the Seattle Seahawks, that it just doesn't seem, they're not blowing teams away. You just yeah. mentioned the fact that the games are always so close. It, it, this is interesting because in a game where there was so much on the line, because they dropped from one to five yeah. with that loss, mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson a couple of weeks back, after winning a close game, essentially said, "We have the 
we have the clutch gene. Well, where was the clutch gene, Russell? You, you, I think you have to be careful about those types of statements. Yeah. Because when you're feeling good, sometimes your chest is you say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. And <laughs> and so you say you say something that could come back to haunt you. But that a bravado aside, when you look at Kyler Murray before the injury, you know, eleven for eighteen. 118 yards, so nothing spectacular, but what he did was he managed the game. Yeah. And I think that's, and you say, well, why, why are you pointing it out? Well, I'll point this out to you. King and Drake, 24 attempts, 166 yards, and part of that half, half, a uh, little less than half of that was a, was an 80-yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. He, cementing, he's the, adding extra zeros adding some more oh, yeah. zeros to that contract that he's going to have to be offered by either the Cardinals or some other team. But your 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 thoughts on not only that, but also Larry Fitzgerald, when you look at the, the wide receivers, just kind of doing a little bit to, to kind of to maybe give a little bit more confidence. Well, I'll speak on Larry Fitzgerald first. Okay. That's the type of win right there, especially this late in the season, that could encourage him and even influence him to come back to say, "Hey, yeah, maybe I wanted to come back to see where this might go for next year." When I right. can't look any further than that, yeah. but the way he played, and there was a couple times he showed some real emotion, right. and which he's very normally very stoic, you know. But he, you can tell he's fired up right now, and that was a really good sign for me that maybe just one more he might come back for. In the sense, in the, you know, you, you said, I'm sitting a little bit away from you, and you said Kenyon Drake. I thought you almost said King Drake because, <laughs> I mean, Drake is out there putting it down right now, man. Yeah, yeah. And let's go back to this. All season long, from okay. the start of training camp, okay. what did I preach about David Johnson? I just didn't feel like he was a fit right. for this offense. Yeah. Then you get a piece in there that looks like it is such a fit. Yeah. When have we seen David Johnson do that? At all this season, meaning right. that type of like explosiveness, you know, and right. it's it's one of those things, man. Where you know, obviously, Kenny's out there. He's trying. To, he's auditioning too. Yeah. We talked last week about Patrick Peterson maybe auditioning. Mm-hmm. And, and here's maybe we can have a conversation about this. Yeah. Because I think we talked to our buddy Earl while we were after our show on Saturday. The fact that they haven't come out and like Kaim in the organization and been like, look. Our number one priority, besides getting some, you know, offensive linemen, uh, if we want to re-sign Drake to keep him here because he has been uh, uh, just a, a pleasant surprise to what we're trying to do right here. If they let that man get to, to get to the offseason mm-hmm. and he's not signed or his agent doesn't know mm-hmm. whatever we need to do, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. And they give him an opportunity after this to go out and be courted by others and eventually. Hope you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but somebody else is like, "Hey, we'll give you whatever you want." And they sign him, mm-hmm. and then we're sitting here, and I'm not throwing shade, but we still got David Johnson on our roster, and right. you know, we're man. I'm telling you, that, that will be a total indictment on the front office if they have not already made Drake the number one priority in terms of offensive weapon. Obviously, you want to keep Larry if you can for another year to help groom some of the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You need offensive linemen. You need a whole bunch of other things. Maybe go find you a good tight end in the draft, et cetera, et cetera. But number one or one A on the list to be keeping Drake here because for me, it's been that impressive. Now, speaking of impressive, let's talk about the defense. The defense stepped up. So Vance Joseph, um, is it maybe there? Maybe it's starting. Maybe that hair is starting to look right when they're doing it in the mirror, and it's starting to. They're starting to get that afro. Got just that al- shape, shape right. it again. 
because Chandler Jones had an amazing game, four sacks. Uh, you you expect those things from him, it becomes almost commonplace for him. Yeah. But think about it. He, he set a new uh, single-season record for the Cardinals in terms of for sacks in the season. But beyond that, Patrick Peterson had another solid game. Mm-hmm. When your name isn't being mentioned, as I was on the way over here just kind of listening as well, that, that it's true. If your name's not being called, that means you're doing a good job. Yeah. If you're an offensive lineman or you're a cornerback, and they're not calling your name, it's because they're not throwing your way for, for a cornerback in the, anyway. It, he was – is he still auditioning? Ed, or Ed, your thoughts on the defense? Is this what we should be able to come to expect from them? That level, and then as you start to fill holes, looking at, looking ahead a bit to the off season with via the draft. Hopefully, it's more draft as opposed to trying to fill it with free agents. But uh, your thoughts on the defense? Well, I, you know, I think they played once again played inspired. They were Russell, Russell was running. He because typically oh. that, but for folks that are listening and you watch these games, and I'm sure you've seen this, what they typically do, they. Russell's not going to run up the middle like a Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but that pocket will move a little bit, and so he'll roll out. And typically, when he rolls out, he'll either get he'll scramble for a few yards, or he'll roll out and be able to find one of his receivers open. He had he had no he had no time to be able to do that, and they were really boxing him in and really making him ineffective. He had no time, and he also, for the first time in a while, Russell Wilson looked he had that couldn't anticipate what was coming from the other side. Right. And for a quarterback, when when you let him get back there and he's comfortable and they can they know and they got everything rehearsed in their mind, they can pick you apart. That's what he normally does. And then you throw in the fact that he's a great improviser, he looks even better because he can do stuff on the fly. The Cardinals kept him off his toes the entire game. I don't know if it was so much pressure or just like you mentioned, Chandler Jones getting after it. And I'll mention this about the defense. When Chandler's balling off through the earlier part of the season. He was doing the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just that nobody else was. <laughs> so, right. I mean, he was like that, right. you know, that dude that was balling out. But, you know, you're on a team that, you know, you all, when we were in high school and you played on a bad right. team, right. And you were that dude that scored 25 as a team <laughs> as a whole only scored 40. And it's like, you know. So, for Chandler, he was out right. there balling out. Right. Now you got other dudes, including Patrick Peterson, are doing it. And that makes your entire defense look that much better. Yeah. When there are no when there are fewer holes. Not gonna say no holes, but there were fewer holes and guys are doing their assignment. They're putting pressure on Wilson, covering down the field, even when he escaped a little bit, he had nowhere to go with the ball. Gives your defensive line more time to get after him. Mm-hmm. Runs into a couple sacks, throwing balls away, that type of thing. So as a whole, what I'm and that's what I always talk about, it's like it, it, it's the group effort. It's the team thing. And these last couple games, man, have showed when. And you asked the question just a minute ago: Is can we expect this more, or should we expect this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they play like that every week. Right. But if they go out there, and, and obviously we're going to have some change coming next year. But if the philosophy, the philosophy, and the effort, and the mindset on having all your that's it's an ingredient. Right. It's, all those are ingredients to making the perfect cake pie, whatever you want to do. Right. If you get great uh, uh, game plan. But nobody's studying or executing it. Well, who cares? Right. So it's all got to come together. And these last couple games, man, especially up there in Seattle, it looks like it came together. And it's a week-to-week process. Speaking of coming together, so still kind of focusing on the defense a bit. But when you look at the Cardinals from the, on the offensive side of the ball, this week 69, 69 offensive plays. And conversely, on the defensive side of the ball, 57 defensive plays. So at least, uh, I mean, you're, you're – tr- 
doing what you wanted to do in terms of they they still want to be in what seventies and seventies. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes game dictates. Yeah. Right, I'll throw this out to you. Okay. With two teams who have the type of like if. Anybody who's gonna go up there and match Seattle run for run, you can expect low play counts because they do that as well. Right. So even the, 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 it kind of all evens out because they're not an explosive offer. They like the pounding ground, and we actually ran the ball more than we did, especially after Kyler went out. So that's where you get the the lack of total number of plays. And what was also interesting when you look at Russell Wilson, I mean, he had thirty one attempts. But only 169 yards as opposed to 18 attempts for Kyler Murray. Again, this is before he went out with that injury. Um, and it's it, you just typically don't see that. It, to his quarterback rating, you know, for what it's worth, was 78.6 compared to Kyler Murray with a 96, what is it, 96, 98, uh, 98.8. So the defense looking at that. But I want to, did you notice this? So I want to transition a bit. So Kyler Murray, again, he wasn't spectacular, but he was making good decisions, so he didn't you know, he, he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, didn't He got sacked once, though. But one of the things that you notice was, so he, he went out with, uh, with the hamstring, hamstring kind of a, yeah. sore, a little tender hamstring. So Hundley comes in, and he was actually throwing the ball down the field. Did you notice that? Where you typically don't see that with, with, with Kyler Murray, that why? How can you speculate as to why? One of the things I noticed with him is he's. We know that Hundley is not. You know, he's he's not fast at all. Yeah. Like, compared to Kyler Murray, but he, you know, he's mobile enough. But even with that, uh, with the touchdown throw to to Larry Fitzgerald, it was a two or three yard pass where there was yards after the catch. Where really, mm-hmm. that's where Fitzgerald was really able to do his thing. So. Your thoughts on that? I mean, and then obviously Hunley did a great job in terms of bringing home that win. I hate to be that dude, but I'm going to just say from my perspective, uh, Kyler Murray all through the season has been sideline to sideline. Yes. Why would you say that? Why would If you had to pick one obvious reason, what would that reason be? His height. His height. Yeah. And when you're dropping back yeah. in the pocket yeah. and you got those trees in front of you, it always looks murky, whereas if you look to the right, <laughs> you look to the left, Clear. it's a lot clearer because... Yeah. There's a so Hunley on in, in revert or contrast if it's a good word, Hunley's about six two, three and some chain, whatever he is. Yeah. He drops back, same look. He's able I see to look you right there, dog. I see you right there. He's able to look down the field a little yeah. clearer. And right. it's a little easier for him to get the ball down there. Right. So, I mean, like I said, I don't want to be that dude, but that's just my obvious observation until somebody else points out something that I'm not seeing. That's like I said, that's one of the reasons all through the season it's been more out outside the numbers and even we talked about it earlier some of our uh, in the season we talked about the lack of production in the red zone because a lot of times they had to sprint him out because everything is so compact down there. Yeah. Now you're sprinting him out. What are you doing? You're cutting the field in half. Mm-hmm. So there's so it's much easier to do those shoulder fades, those back shoulder fades, if you stand it right in the middle of the pocket. Yeah. And looking over. Yeah. Where well, you're not drawing that much attention that way. You, you roll to the right. Where about? Where about? They go into that. They go all the way. They're with you. <laughs> but so Hundley comes in. Again, so he went four for nine. Um, he he had a he was sacked once. He uh, had seven yards uh, seven yards rushing himself. Well, actually, was it seven? 
Yeah, yeah. So he had six rushing attempts for 35 yards. So that's so so you can see that he's mobile. And, uh, his long was 14. But more specifically, he comes in. That's one of those things. Just because you're the backup doesn't mean that you're always prepared. A wonderful example of that is you probably remember this. There was Michael Vick. Was he had come back and he was playing for the. I want to say it might have been for the Jets. Okay. But he didn't. He wasn't preparing himself. Yeah. And the the, the quarterback got injured. And uh, so it might, was it the Jets or the. It was one of the teams that he played for in the, at the end of his career. And he wasn't ready because he didn't study the game plan, didn't do anything. And he came in and he performed poorly. And he said in, at the. Um, in the in the post game interview, he said that that was his fault because mm-hmm. he didn't prepare. So because he had never been in that situation before, so yeah. so he has to prepare that way. So Hundley prepared because he's been a backup. But obviously, he started for a little bit when he was in Green, Green Bay. In Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers being injured. But but he came in and he yeah. played himself quite well. I you know I give him a lot of credit too. It's not easy being the backup quarterback because you know you're always just kind of on call. You mm-hmm. never know when it's going to come, when it's going to happen. Uh, he, showed, he showed himself as a true professional because he came in and didn't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. And like you said, used his legs and his arm to open up some things. And I'm not going to say save the victory, but he made it a whole lot easier yeah. down the stretch because he wasn't in out there tossing the ball to the other team, yeah. uh, dropping it on the ground, stuff right. like that, giving opportunities away. Uh, and basically came in and helped kill that clock over the last you know quarter and a half, whatever it was, that Murray was out. So I give him a lot of credit. Um, and I, I know... The interesting thing moving forward with this next game meaning pretty much nothing as they yeah. all do that for the last few weeks. Do you let Murray go ahead and sit this one out and so. and, and Hundley takes this one and just you know we ride off into the Sunday for the season? You could tell that Murray, the competitor he is, he was ticked off that he because he really wanted to be out there, but when the body tells you you can't, you just can't. This is true. And the best thing they can do for him, in my opinion. It's not throwing out there this coming week regardless of how good he says he feels or anything like that. And, you, and it's going to be interesting to watch the type of game plan that they do because they're going to be throwing the ball down the field. I noticed it. I'm not, I'm not going to harp on it too long because I'm going to talk about the where we are in this, in this big five-game mini-season. But even the, even in the, the preseason, when Never Huntley was in, they were pushing that ball down the field. Yeah. I saw it, and I thought, oh, maybe it's just – but no, maybe, I don't know, but it's something that you saw. I, I don't know, man. Like I said, there's a reason. For me, there's you. a reason I why. So, I get you. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> Bobby, how come I can't go out with my brother? It's because you're too young. So yeah. How come I can't throw down the field? It's because you're too short. Can't sorry. see it. <laughs> can't see can't it. See it. So can you see the Cardinals finishing this five-game season at three and two? As as there, do you, are you are you encouraged? I should say the first two games look bad. The last two games have been have been impressive, especially when you're looking at winning, uh, beating a team that had something to play for, a very good, very very good Seattle Seahawks team. Where are you at with your confidence level? You know, four games into what Kingsbury said is our our five game you know new season. Well, in saying that, I have to look at our opponent, the, the uh, Los Angeles Rams. We're coming on off it. a loss. Eliminate them from playoff contention. This is after being in the Super Bowl last Man, year. Talk, so you talking Bowl about to out of the playoffs? You talking about disappointment? That is one of the biggest disappointments of all. And I guarantee you, uh, a lot of those guys on the Rams side of the field, okay, all they're thinking about is, look, I made it through fifteen, 
And I, you know, I'm not healthy, but at least I ain't walking around on crutches or scheduled for surgery mm-hmm. next week or tomorrow or whatever it is. Yeah. Let's make sure we finish it off that way. Right. And, and I'm not saying everybody out there is going to be like making those what we call business decisions. But at this point in time, the Rams still had so much to play for. It's all of a sudden just taken away from you. Guys are going to be looking forward to the offseason. They want to get away for a little bit. Cardinals, on the other hand, we're on that reverse mode where we we don't have that love. We've been out of playoffs for how many weeks? And we've just been fighting for pride. And I think it would be nice a nice way to finish the season for the Cardinals, whereas I'm not saying the Rams don't want to finish off with a win, but it's not going to mean as much to them. And I guarantee a lot of guys, I don't anticipate, I'm glad to, uh, fantasy football the championship is over this week because mm-hmm. I got Gurley. I would I couldn't I wouldn't expect Gurley to carry the ball three times next week. I wouldn't right. expect golf to be out there very long. We might get a chance to see Blake Bortles. Oh goodness we might, the Cardinals might get a chance to see Blake Bortles. So <laughs> that that alone tells you how much this game might mean to them. So we'll keep an eye on that through the week. Yeah. You know, obviously it's Christmas week here, but we'll get the reports, the injury reports, you know, all of a sudden somebody might come up with a hammy or something and, you know, be doubtful for the game and right. such and such. But, you know, as far as, like I said, this, I've been on teams, man, where... See, yeah, talk about that. You've been on teams like that. I've been on teams where we had everything to fight for. Obviously, when I was with the Falcons and, yeah. I, you know, I made the playoffs another season. I've also been on teams, man, where we didn't have anything to play for but pride. And, and pride, for me, was enough, but a pride for a whole lot of the dudes. And I'm telling you, bro, I mean... Except now, mind you, instead of doing a break like doing a day, because you get to the facility early and they're all there all day, you know, you done finished with meeting, you got a little time in between lunch and your next meeting, you're sitting in front of your locker with your playbook, going through it, reps, right. mental, you know, they're going to be dudes with travel brochures <laughs> in their laps, <laughs> and, they, and they might even be late for a meeting, they be like, Coach, Coach, come on, man. I'm trying to get to, you know, I've always wanted to go to Australia, man. I'm trying to get this taken care yeah, of, you know. Right. There are going to be some instances like that. Not as obviously, right, I'm right. just being sarcastic. Right, but, right. So, you know, like I said, and, and it, you got to remember, there's a lot of millionaire dudes that if you, you know, they, they've already got the money. Yeah. Uh, you might say, hey, man, you're getting paid. You got to just go out there and play for pride. Pride what? I mean, right. the, 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 and I'll be honest with you, it is a victory to make it through a season. When you find, when you get through 16, right. and I've done, I did it several times, man, there, and I wasn't even one of those dudes that was out there banging for 70 plays. I, you know, I get my 30 in or whatever, but I'm telling you, bro, when you get to that last one, yeah. you can stay still standing, and sometimes, like I said, some dudes, they're going to make sure they're standing by, you know, their exes. Now, I'll give you right. a prime example. Okay. Out on the field, I remember late in the season one year, and, you know, we were still playing for playoffs and stuff like that, right? So I'm out there, and I had a backside cut. So, you know, I went and cut the dude, and, and he we get up off the ground. He's like, look, man. He said, look, I got an offseason to get ready for. He said, if you want, he said, if it's going away, just tell me it's going away, and then we can, we can put a dance on the backside. He's like, don't cut me, though. I was like, all right, bro, I'm good, you know. So every from that point on, the rest of the game, when I was in, going backside, I just let him know. And uh, you couldn't, like, you couldn't, Cut across my face now. You're going to do that. Then we're back to square one. Where I must have to start cutting your big behind. But yeah. I mean, he was straight up. He was like, Look, man, he's like, it's too late in the season for that. He's like, Bro, he's like, just going away. Just let me know. Yeah. And he said, I'll take the long way around. I was like, Oh, so yeah. that's, okay. that's, that's it. Okay. okay. So as we prepare for the Cardinals, talking about the Cardinals and the Rams, we've been touching on it a little bit. That's hilarious, man. It's, it's the funny thing because I think fans. Fans always think that my athlete 
what do they say? Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah. So they think my my favorite player or people players on would my never, team yeah. would, would never do that. Well, yeah, they 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 real people too. Here <laughs> now, just yeah. When he told me that at first, I was I was thinking, boy, I think he's trying to pull the okie doke on me. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell him this away, and he's gonna just cut right across, going to make it. So at first, I mean, I was just a little apprehensive, but I kept at it. I took him for his word, but. But you're right. You just you never know. Like I said, you know, it's just like any other job. You you know, you work in an office, right? And yeah. you know the boss ain't gonna be in to finish the week out, right? Right, right. What do you do? Hey dog, I'm thinking about sneaking out here a little early. You mind uh if anybody calls in, just tell them I'm in the bathroom or I'm in a meeting or I'm finishing something up, but don't let them know I'm gone. You know, right, right. Thing, exactly. So. so do you so do you think that the the Cardinals will end up in the season on a high note then? Will it be three wins in a row, do you wow. think? I think well if, if Murray was playing, I'd say yes. Okay. Uh because if he was healthy, I think he would he would not want to even come off the field. He would play with Hunley, I, you know, we're looking at a different game plan. We're looking at maybe a little more down the field and stuff like that. But you gotta remember he still is a backup quarterback. Right. Has not had a lot of experience or let you know come off you know at least in this offense since preseason he hadn't played right. uh, multiple you know like he's one of the scout team stuff yeah, like yeah. That, right? yeah so with that being said I would still if I picking this game I'm I don't even know what the spread is we're here on a Monday so I would say it's probably it might be a pick em at this point because like I said the betters know that Rams aren't showing up for this one for the most part so this could be one of those coin tosses I would say I'd, I'd go with the Rams just because we were going with our backup quarterback, even though it's the last game of the season. But if I hear, and this all comes to pass, if I hear that golf is sitting that last one and we got Bortles, then gets on, man. I'm picking the Cardinals all the way. So we'll keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Bortles should have never been drafted in the first one. I don't understand how that goes. And then when you, that, that's the thing when you're a GM, when you're trying to fit, you're taking a square peg and trying to fit him in a round, fit that person in a round hole, you're doing everything you can. Let me shave the edges. Let me do, what can I do to make you work? Because maybe I shouldn't have been enamored with your with your cannon, your cannon for an arm or your height or something like that. What was it, like two, two and a half years ago again, they gave Bortles the extension? Man, I guess just got fired from his job, Tom Coughlin. Yeah, you yeah. you make those kind of moves and then you bully the players and stuff like that. That's a recipe for. I guarantee you, they were they were like, well, first of all, you've been mean to all the players the last couple of years, and you find and you also gave Blake Bortles an extension. <laughs> so that right right there alone seals your fate. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. So we'll see what the fate is for the Cardinals when we when we reconvene next week. But uh, but without that, so I think the Cardinals. I give them a chance to win. I say it'll be, you know, maybe they'll win by seven. Maybe they'll, they'll, it'll be a close game. Uh, who knows who'll show up to watch the Rams play. In that, I mean, well, they play well, at the Coliseum. So, yeah, I mean, so there'll be some fans. I'm, I'm I'm in, those bandwagon fans oh, yeah. are going to jump off because they were expecting another Super Bowl trip or at least going deep into the playoffs. So I'm anticipating a very vigorous game of two, uh, two-hand touch out there on, Saturday, on Sunday. So, that, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go Rams. Who I'm gonna go Rams by one could be Cardinals by one. I'm just, you know. Wasn't it a couple years ago? A couple years ago that they played, they played the they played Los Angeles, and that's when um, that is when David Johnson did he have that hyper extension on his knee? I, I think it was it was something okay. along those lines. But yeah, so 
keeping that in mind. They, they probably gonna, they're probably going to give a heavy <laughs> dose of, of Johnson. Don't be surprised if they come out the locker rooms with flags on there. Everybody's got two flags on. <laughs> they're like, let's keep this on the Buckleys today, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> and so, on behalf of my partner, Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. And like we always say around this time. Let's toss it out first. Happy holidays to everybody. Have a very Merry Christmas from Ed and Javon at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And until next week, be easy out there. You can. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.